0: Welcome to The Stream of David on Om Times Radio with best-selling author, channel, and creator of the Taya spiritual practice, David Strickle, shares the eternal wisdom of the consciousness called The Stream. The Stream of David Show is fun and informative and seeks to not only answer all your spiritual and life questions, but to also provide proven tools to navigate life's obstacles and find a path to joy, clarity, and abundance by hearing the Stream's no-nonsense direct approach to spirituality. Prepare to have your mind blown and receive clarity on your life and the universe like you perhaps never have before. And now, your host... David Strickle.
1: Welcome to the Stream of David Show. I'm here with a a good friend of mine and a person I think you're really...
2: It is phenomenal. Um, I'm in Napa, so that's wine country, and we have rolling green hills, and it's about two and a half hours out of San Francisco, and I got the opportunity to drive out to San Francisco yesterday, so I was like this excited little kid. I got to, I, because I was on the golden gate bridge and to me, this was like, great. So then I stopped and, and I became a tourist in California, <laughs> even though I grew up here. It was
0: That's so cool. much fun. Yeah.
1: Well, I used to live in the city and I, my office was out in Marin County in San Francisco. And I drove over the golden gate every day that I was in town working. I drove over the golden gate every day. And I have to tell you that I never lost appreciation for living in that magnificent city and driving over that beautiful bridge every day. I just thought it was so, it's just such a cool vibe on that bridge, you know? Mm-hmm. So I totally get it. I totally get it. And you know, I didn't live far from where, uh, you know, Napa's is not far from where uh, I was living in San Francisco. So it was a nice little day trip up there. So if you don't know Debbie G, Debbie G has a fantastic Facebook group called spirituality gone wild. And I highly recommend if you're on Facebook to jump over and send a request to join spirituality gone wild. And if you're not on Facebook, create an alias and join Facebook just to get in Spirituality Gone Wild. It's that cool (laughs) of a group. So Debbie, why don't you tell them a little bit about uh, Spirituality Gone Wild?
2: Um, Sure. I love talking about Spirituality Gone Wild. It's exactly what it sounds like. So it is a place for people who are doing really awesome work out there to be seen. It is a place to go and just be you and be okay to be you. One of my favorite hosts on Spirituality Gone Wild Guy named David Circle with a stream of David. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, the reciprocity has begun already on the show. I
2: see. <laughs> Can't help myself. I- yeah, I
1: host. Uh, I host a show every Wednesday in there at four, and it's what I like about spirituality going wild. Is it, it the name is perfect? It is the wild west of spirituality because there, there's no definition. In that group about what spirituality is, it's a, you know, spirituality is a big tent. There's all sorts of different belief systems kind of, uh, you know, all ensconced in this, this broad term spirituality. So when we're on in there, we get all kinds of cool questions, crazy questions. Sometimes I really like the energy in there.
2: I, I do too. And one of the things that I love about it is it's a platform it's a place for others to be seen, but really the idea here is that it's driving people who are like, wow, I love what I just heard from David Strickle. I want to know more. I love what I just heard about O Magazine. I want to know more. Um, and that they are catapulted, whoever is listening to whomever it is or whatever direction it is, so that they're awakening, they're expanding, they're growing can happen, with, and, and they can just have access to whatever that might look like for them and you know, we never know like who's gonna hear what and and it's gonna resonate with them. And so it's just it's just that uniqueness. But I love SGW and the reason that I started it was for this reason. Um, I was talking to my friend Bob Miller, um he's no longer with us and he was like my gratitude guru. And he and I'm like, gosh, Bob, you know, it's like spirituality, come wild he goes, What'd you just say? And I said spirituality gone wild they know it's not a spinoff from girls gone wild
1: <laughs> very very different uh, branding the girls going wild between spirituality gone wild
2: yeah i'm thinking you know what has been for our harm is turned for our good talk about contrast so
1: yeah well you know there's contrast on all topics and, and the cool thing about spirituality gone wild is that you know first of all it's on facebook and I know when I, I joked earlier about if you're not on Facebook, create an alias and go, go on, because I do hear people sometimes saying, well, you know, I don't want to be on Facebook. It's so negative. There's politics. There's all this stuff. And it can be that. And I actually kind of took a break from Facebook for, for quite a while and really kind of switched over to uh, Instagram for my social media fix, if you will. But then when I started the stream of David, I realized that I could connect to people on Facebook really like no other medium out there that I'm aware of at least, that you can really connect deeply, you can have these groups, you can you know, really get specific about what you're doing in your groups and, and who you want to join your group and targeting that audience and things like that. It's it's a fantastic tool. And, uh, you know, some people see it as the downfall of humanity for sure. And it probably could be that if we used it that way. But just like everything else, it's it's really there's contrast on every topic, there's positives about it and negatives. And I'm choosing to focus on the positive tools that are available to us in there. And Spirituality Gone Wild is just a great group. It's a big tent, all sorts of beliefs today, but uh, there you go.
2: You right?
1: You cut out there for a moment.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, I was I was blessed to be able to meet you in person to, to begin with, you know, and we were able to connect in person and uh, develop our, our relationship from that space. And it's awesome. So I love it when you said plain though, because anybody that knows you knows that that's just not, <laughs> you are not that.
1: Well, I, I appreciate that, but there's definitely a difference between me and the stream and, you know, part of what I do with sharing the stream's message is I me and my which I think is going to be a lot of fun when we start doing that. And the only reason we're not doing that right now is that David, the human, needs to get more comfortable with the technology before we start taking callers and things like that. But it's fun getting to know, you know, getting, letting the audience get to know all of the, uh, the, the people that sort of populate the stream of David uh, world and, and the stream's teachings. And, you know, we've got several guests uh, that are beyond that coming up on, on future shows, but I love having you and Matt on in the beginning just to kind of set the tone and let everybody get to know you because Debbie's got a lot of great things that she does. Um, Debbie G Debbie gratitude is how many people refer to you. And you were in the beginning when I first started, uh, associating with you, you were very much into gratitude and you, and you still still are, I know, but you had the cup of, uh, was it cup of grata show in the morning? Are you still doing that?
2: I am relaunching the cup of grata. Yeah. With a shot of expression and two squirts of reality. You bet.
1: <laughs> that was how I first met Debbie. She, I was a guest on her Capo Grata show, and she lived out here at the time. I live in Palm Springs, California. She lived out here in the desert, and we just got to know each other. She held a big event here, a big spiritual event, very well attended. And that was the largest live audience that I had channeled for ever at that point. And so that yeah, was really that was cool.
2: So much, oh, it was so much freaking fun. You know, it was awesome because um, wasn't Leon, wasn't Leon Hendricks, Jimmy's brother, playing at that one? Yeah, yeah. That's
1: what yeah. I thought.
2: Yeah, uh, that was completely cool because Leon, Leon, yeah, that was, was cool to meet after-
1: uh, Jimi right. Hendrix's brother. He was a cool guy, um, you know, in his own right for sure. So I thought that was a great experience. That was just, a, it was a great event. And I look forward to you uh, being able to come back in the future and do something like that again because I think you put on a fantastic event. And it was so much fun just being up there and feeling that energy of channeling in front of that many people and having them come up and sit and, and you know, ask questions and, and do all that kind of stuff. I, you know, I just love doing that. It's my favorite thing.
2: I'm getting excited just hearing you talk about it because it was... Yeah, so yeah. We got to do some more fun. of that.
1: So let's get back to Debbie Gratitude. So in addition to gratitude, which is a big part of the Thai spiritual practice, and in the second segment, we'll get into uh, Debbie's experience with that. But she she talks a lot about gratitude and the importance of that. And Debbie is also a love coach. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you talk about that a little bit?
2: Love coach. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, gratitude is my vibe. I'm known as the G-Vibe girl. Spark the G-Vibe is what I say. It's your gratitude vibration. I am the gratitude whisperer. And love coaching, that is simply a fun term for compassionate communication. Um, David has been one of my mentors now over the past couple of years, and the Taya Boot Camp, and also Love Coach Academy, and Scott Katamis. So, I have been studying this for a couple of years, actually, and I just went through it again, another course again, just, to, just because it's, it's been my experience thus far that communication and building these skills is an everyday practice as well. Communicating how we communicate with our friends, our partners, if you have a partner, I'm single, so I haven't practiced it on a live one yet, just, just the ones that aren't live. Um, just kidding! <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> well, I don't
1: have you're giving know, a lot of insight into your personal life on on live radio, Debbie. There you go.
2: Well, I mean, Debbie me crickets.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I am in a newish relationship. Uh, this is uh, my third in life significant relationship, romantic relationship, and mm-hmm. I'm handling it very differently. You know, post Taya and, and post Debbie G. Uh, than I have handled other relationships in the past. And, you know, there's little things that used to really bother me in my relationships that don't bother me anymore. And one of them is that I'm really, this is something that's happening for me right now in real time. I'm very neat. I like my house to be really clean. And I clean up after myself. And I just, I've always been with people who aren't as neat as me. In fact, opposite of me, right? All three of them at this point. And the, the guy that I'm with right now, Uh, is actually living in my house. He's remodeling his home here in in the desert, and we've been together long enough to where we decided, you know what, it's time for us to talk about cohabitating, and this is a great time. Why don't you move in with me while you're remodeling your house, and if if all goes well, then I'll move in with you, and your house is done. So we're doing that right now, and we're uh, several weeks into that at this point. I knew moving in just from visiting his home that that he was a little messier than me. Uh -uh. And so... So I was really taken aback, uh, you know, by my reaction, my positive reaction to some of his messiness, because every time I see him leaving a mess somewhere or, you know, leaving his little wrappers of equal on the counter by the coffee maker or his little contact lens wrapper in the bathroom, I Mm -hmm. look at that and say, I'm so happy that he's here. I'm so happy this person's in my life. And it's not Mm -hmm. a big deal if I have to take this and throw it in the trash instead of my old reaction, which was, you know, why can't he just throw it in the trash? Oh, my gosh. You know, he needs to take better care of things. And it's totally changed my dynamic in this relationship because none of that stuff's a big deal. None of that stuff matters. I don't mind picking up and throwing away, and I don't feel like I'm being a doormat or anything like that. I'm pretty alpha as it is. So if I have a real problem, I'm going to address it. But it's not a real problem. You know, it's just easy. And the communication with him, and it's interesting because I'm, you know, an author, a spiritual teacher at this point, and he's a psychologist. So our communication is very interesting.
2: Wow. Okay. I didn't know he was a psychologist. This is getting oh, yeah. good.
0: Oh yeah. my God.
2: I'm loving this. So what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, that you you are have really let go a lot of the control things that you held on to. And I think that might have been like that last part for you because I mean you had done so much work up to the point of getting into this relationship with him. And so now you're really you've went you've leveled up. I am like just so
1: enamored by all of this. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and we were in communication while all this was going on, you know, I, I met somebody over the summer that I thought was, and I'll, I share it. And if you're new to the show, and most of you probably are, since I'm new to the network, I share everything about my life very openly. I'm a very open book. And the reason that I share so openly is because I like to then apply the, the stream teaching, the Taya spiritual practice tools to how I'm utilizing them in my own life.
2: Mm-hmm. They're of
1: the most use to all of you out there if I give you a real life demonstration of life's imperfections and how we use these tools. And, and Debbie's doing the same thing with her, her coaching, which is obviously she knows what she's talking about, because I, you know, met met someone that I thought was the love of my life over the summer, and that person turned out not to be. It was a total disaster of a situation. And through that situation, and one of the things that we teach in Taya is that when you manifest something negative in your life. You're doing it to bring about change, to bring Mm -hmm. about a a situation that you need to grow, you know, expand to solve and then thus expand in general from. And the expansion that I received is that that person, the the disastrous brief relationship, that person introduced me to the person I'm with now, which is pretty amazing, right? (laughs)
2: <laughs> it was really, actually, I loved it because I remember when we were talking about that, I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. But this is also how it works because it's a shift of the perspective. You really did stay in gratitude. Once you got over the whole shock factor of, of attracting a narcissist and being in that, well, you know, sorry about the labels but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah um, You know, and really looking at, why that you were pulling that in and calling it in and then working, you would go down your spiral and then you work back up to see what the true, what your true needs and values that weren't being met were and really took a look at what this, how this was affecting you and what you needed to change. And so what I'm hearing you say today is that you've really taken that to level up, raise your standards number one and really step into a space of, of uh, communication that works. Like when we're empathetic and we express that to another person, when we care about that person, you're right. The little stuff, it absolutely doesn't matter. Because we're, we're able to be in the energy of what is really important. And that's the true essence of who we are as both a human being and as a spiritual being. And when we look at what we are grateful for, because I heard you say, you know, when you see that uh, the equal on the counter, the wrappers, it's like, I'm good with this. I am so grateful he's here, and I'm so stoked about what my life looks like. And this is just nothing compared to what the grandiose, so awesomeness that I'm looking at and experiencing. But you created Yeah, you know, and the, the cool thing
1: about is, all of that, Is that you can use that. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a break real quick, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how, in the practice of Taya, we utilize gratitude and appreciation for all things, including things we once considered negative. We'll be right back.
0: Conscious Media for Conscious Minds. Home Times.
1: The Taya Spiritual Practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say about this life-changing experience.
0: This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you
1: will fundamentally change your life. I've maintained my practice pretty regularly since graduating. I meditate every day. I trust the universe to deliver what I want. I set intentions for my day and I monitor my vibe up and down my virtual spiral.
2: Doing these things consistently and regularly has made me a better father to my kids, a better lover to my partner, and a better boss to my team. This work is transformational and it will
1: completely change your life. I can't recommend it enough.
2: I've happier than I've ever been in months, years. You know, just learning how to live life again. I'm living proof. This course is amazing. It's life-changing. Visit
1: thestreamofdavid.com slash TYA to learn more and book your free discovery meeting today.
2: Opiates has taken everything and everyone I've ever loved away from me. Everything. I blew my ankle out and I got prescribed pain pills by my doctor. If making my detox public is going to help somebody, I'm all for it. I just wish I would have had a warning.
0: Opioid dependence can happen after just five days. Know the truth. Spread the truth. A message from Truth, the Ad Council on o and ONDCP.
1: And we're back with Debbie G, also known as Debbie Gratitude. So before the break, we were talking about gratitude and relationships and what you do with your coaching and, and of course, uh, peppered in with a little bit of the Taya practice, which you've been through, Taya Boot Camp. Let's kind of get back in and continue the thought where we left off on using gratitude in your relationships.
2: Um, Absolutely. So one of the keys to using gratitude is looking for what's good. And what's happened, what's happened in old belief systems is we were conditioned to not see what was good. We instantly went from, oh, my God, this is happening to me. Oh, my gosh, you're doing this to me, to shifting that perspective to one that is of gratefulness, which is a state of being, a state of beingness. Dr. Robert Emmons does the greatest studies out of UC Berkeley and has for the last 30 years about what happens to our actual brain and our chemistry within our body, when we practice this, when we practice gratitude, when we practice looking at the people in our lives and the who we're grateful for, and raising that up to, wow, not only do I appreciate you, but you let them know. And when you've got things that are not going well, you're able to really shift it at that moment with the mindfulness tools and see that, okay, what am I grateful for them about? What is it, What is the good that happens in my life because this person's in it rather than focusing on the things that are not working. You know, I, not that there are things that are not working that aren't valid because they are, but somehow this takes the sting out of it so that when you can actually go forward with nonviolent communication which or compassionate communication, you can really check, do an empathy check. With gratitude it really I like how you back.
1: you said nonviolent I'm thinking gosh I hope it's nonviolent let's get all the way to gratitude <laughs> from nonviolence
2: like, <laughs> sorry actually, I just had to throw that in there well actually Marshall Rosenberg is the was the person who made nonviolent communication a thing emotional intelligence there's another word for you I call it gratitude intelligence this is the new way to talk the new way to communicate and the new way to be. Gratitude is the foundation for for virtually everything, appreciation, just the flow of appreciation, just the energy of that in the shift that it creates in one's life. You know, and it, it, what I love are some of the myths behind gratitude, and we can bust those up, you know. Oh, gratitude, that's just complacency, and it makes you lazy. Well, absolutely not, because the studies that have been done are that gratitude in practice, in the workplace, raises the percentage of productivity by 18%. People that practice gratitude also have less heart attacks by 30%. Now these are studies that have been done through uh, the university and have been tracked for the last 30 years and there's a lot more than that. Those are just a couple of samples. And the reason it works so well is super simple because it is rewiring our brain. Our brain has been wired to, to look at life as though it is Evil and it's doing something bad to us. At right. least victims, victims for sure. Yeah. victim syndrome. I call that victim <clears throat> syndrome. <laughs> and we have a special emergency kit for those in victim syndrome. It's called gratitude.
1: We have an epidemic of victim syndrome <laughs> all over the world, really.
2: Well, yeah, we do. So if we can really and and what's here's the beauty of it: gratitude's sneaky. It shifts victim mentality without even realizing it. I've watched it in my own life. I've watched it with people. And it's amazing how that happens. You know, you have somebody who's just like, oh, this person, they're just doing this and they're doing that, blah, blah, blah. And when you ask the question, can you give me, you know, five things that that person brings to your life that you're grateful for? I have to stop and think for a minute because they're probably triggered in that moment and they're angry Mm -hmm. and they're in their animal body and they, well, that's the down
1: the spiral up the spiral thing, right? They're in lower vibration. So in that lower vibration, they may not be able to find that positive thing, but if they can relax a little bit and raise their vibration, suddenly your brain is functioning differently and you can indeed find things to be grateful for about just about anything.
2: Totally. Absolutely. Because what happens, Even painful things. Well yeah, we're in the reptilian part of our brain. The, rawr, rawr. the idea is to shift this up into the frontal lobe of our brain and get into heart and brain coherence and really come from a space of our heart's our heart center. And that's what gratitude allows. And when we're down our spiral and we're in our reptilian brain, it's very hard to do that. So by being in appreciation and using the skills that Taya teaches and using gratitude and appreciation as one of your number one tools, then you can detune what is currently going on. that's creating the feeling of separateness that you are separate from anything. And that's really what happens when we are, think about it when you're angry and, and whatnot, you feel like you're alone, you're separate, you, nobody cares. I mean, we really get into, so I used to get into some great stories. I could have won Emmys for being a victim actually, and codependency, literally. <laughs> I tell you. I, in fact, I'm sure, David, I've got Emmys sitting, so maybe even some Oscars sitting somewhere.
1: Yeah, you don't even know about them. They just rewarded them to you and they, they haven't arrived yet.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking can,
1: <laughs> totally.
2: I was like, well, I, I mean, was, mean
1: like, we're, we're taught to think that way. And I know some people hear this. And, you know, again, if you're new to these teachings, it can be off putting because, you know, people don't like the idea of victim blaming. You know, that, mm-hmm. oh, it was, you know, your fault that that bad thing happened to you. It's not about fault. It really mm-hmm. is not about fault. It's it's about manifestation and accepting that we all manifest a mix of positive and negative things in our lives based on our vibration and understanding how to gain better control over your vibe. And, and what better way to raise your vibration than to stand in gratitude of something? And a big part of the Taya practice is finding a path to gratitude for the very worst things in our lives, which is not easy to do, but man, when you do, it changes your life.
2: Totally. I, I, I'm right. I absolutely, I am walking, living, breathing proof. Without your dark, you wouldn't know your spark. That's my tagline. And the reason that I say that is that when I have people who say, yeah, but I'm a victim, I had childhood trauma. Cheerios. So did I, uh, but wait a minute! I've had I've I've had a battered uh, I was a battered wife. Cheerios, so have I. Oh, but wait a minute! I've had this happen and I've had that. Oh yeah, I gotcha. I feel yeah. I have been blessed, so blessed to be in the shoes of so many of the different me's throughout my life that gave me the experience that I had. That that experience, which I've grown from and I'm grateful for. Let me tell you what Taya does. I created this. I, I'm gr- I'm grateful for any perpetrator I have, may have ever had. I'm, cr- I'm grateful for my trauma. That's a huge shift from any part of victim that might be there, complaining, fault finding, and all those other things. Which, by the way, even when I was going to Tire boot camp, I was catching myself all the time. This queen of gratitude totally blowing it. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's queen gratitude. Of course, my sons. They're really good at saying, oh, hey, mom, you're not being misgratitude right now. Where is she? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you not. teach this
1: stuff and you devote your life to it, your, your people that are closest to you have a way of calling you out on things when you're <laughs> right. up down your spiral, right? <laughs>
0: totally. I have that
1: in my life, too. My psychologist boyfriend definitely does that with me. I love it. I think it's funny. I'm like, yeah, you're oh, right.
2: <laughs> my I can't even freaking imagine it. Oh, my God. You have somebody – so because accountability – is where you were going with this whole thing when you were talking about manifesting and your title, well, my life sucks. Yes, I realize that you feel your yeah, life. Yeah, you sucks. keep
1: singing the song about your past and you keep singing the song about your it's life sucking. Be that it's gonna yeah, it's gonna to continue to be that way. And again, if you're new to this, you know, bear with us. It takes a little time for all of these teachings to unfold. If you haven't heard things such as this before, I know it's off putting when you hear somebody saying, Be grateful be for being, you know, abused or, or something of that nature. It's it's a different type of gratitude. It's not sitting and wishing that you, it happens again or sitting and saying that you deserved it in some way mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, it's it's a little more complex than that. But the point we're trying to get across is when you find your path to gratitude for everything in your life, including the worst aspects, the things that we call transgressors, mm-hmm. the people, circumstances and events that have shaped your life in a negative life in a negative way. That's very empowering. And that's why we teach that because it's extremely empowering to view these things from a different lens. And when you do, it changes your reality. And when you do, it changes your point of attraction for what's going to come in your life in the future. And that's what we're going for here. So that you never have to endure something of that nature again, because you've taken complete power with it.
2: Oh, that was, that was seriously delicious. Thank you. I mean, that was some seriously, that was some good gratitude
1: <laughs> good gratitude, Good gratified. That's great. I actually, that was like that. a
2: really good grata food. I mean, yeah. So
1: Debbie, Debbie and I worked together for a while, and then she came into boot camp probably about six months into our knowing one another, and went through the boot camp program, and you know came out the other side. Um, you know, with with some things that she already knew, and certainly some new tools, and and, and now she's a mentor in the program. And it's just such a great community of people because you talk about a, gr- a group of people who are all, all have things in their past, some really horrific things, the, the worst things that you can imagine happening to humanity. You know, we have some people in the boot camp program that have endured that and going through it, taking responsibility, working through it. But while we're doing this, we're all human beings. Our vibration is changing all the time. Polarity is impacting our vibrational spiral all the time. This is why some days we're more up. Other days we're more down. We may not even know why. And our, our energy is just never going to be consistent all the time. And that's actually a universal law. If you don't know about it, you probably do. But it's a universal law that's in place to ensure that we receive a mix of positive and negative. And it's funny. I had a, We had an Instagram post. Um, the, my Instagram page is the Stream of David, <clears throat> just like everything else. And... We had a post over the weekend talking about how people that project themselves into what we consider the worst of circumstances are actually advanced souls who are looking to have that very challenging life experience on planet Earth as a human being. And of course, if you're new to the teachings and you see something like that, it really blows people away sometimes. And and this woman, you know, messaged and said, "I just can't imagine that somebody would be born into poverty or." famine or, you know, these, these horrible conditions that you see, you know, why would that be? Where's the science behind that? And we actually, I channeled an answer for her and the response was very long. if you go into the Instagram account, you can actually see it, you know, because it's hard to just explain in, in a Instagram post why that is, but the Instagram post did its job because it actually sparked questions. It sparked people to think differently then we're taught to think and we are taught to be victims in our society and not take any personal responsibility for what we're attracting even as children we're attracting but where does that attraction come from how does a small child attract being abused that's the question that most people seem to have and you know I was certainly born into an interesting situation with a father that disappeared when i was 6 and my mother was certainly not winning any Mother of the Year awards. You know, I went on to to have other negative manifestations as an adult, just like everybody has. But really reflecting upon those things and understanding that we sort of place ourselves on that path from the get go vibrationally, because we're here to have problems, we're here to solve them, we're here to maybe not solve them, we're here to experience both positive and negative. And if you allow it, your negative
2: will serve you. Actually, that's probably one of the, the spice of life. That's the spice of life from Kaya. The negative will serve you. And you see the, there's the shift right there. How is this working for me, not against me? My life, is ha- look at all this stuff happening to me. The idea here is shifting it to how is it working for me? How is this for me? You know, contrast, David, we've got the sun and the moon, yin and Yang. Everything is polarity. Everything is positive, negative. That's just how the the, the universe is created, and it is universal law. And the idea is, is that when we start seeing that dark is not bad, what's interesting is you know, oh, but it's so dark. Yeah, but when you're sleeping and it's dark, you're good with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, you
1: know, I've gone, I've endured, you know, some negative things in my life, and there are other people yeah. that have certainly endured worse. But while you're in it, it, no one can know what you're feeling unless they're in it, right? And I remember, I, I remember the first time I really understood that was on nine eleven. You know, I, I was an adult at that point. You know, <laughs> I was well into my adulthood at that point, and I remember that happening. And I remember it being so unbelievable for a few moments. And then I remember finding out that my then brother-in-law was actually in one of the towers. And so I had to drive and pick up my then partner from work because he was too upset to even drive. And we had to go down to his mother's house about 30 minutes away. And we were going to go down and tell her that this was happening in case she hadn't gotten up yet and that her son was in the building. And... I remember just thinking, wow, reality just changed. This new reality is that we've been attacked by something. Something's going on. You know, it's not a coincidence that two planes would hit two different towers at the same time, practically. And, you know, th- we're in a war zone now. We, you know, We didn't know what to make of that day, those of us that recall that. And I just remember that shifting my I, – I wasn't all distraught. I wasn't, oh, my gosh. You know, I just – I shifted into – I've got to take care of him. I've got to, we've got to go down and take care of her, you know, and luckily he survived. He got out of the second tower, but you know, a lot of people didn't. And that whole reality just really shifted very instantaneously. And now I I realize when you're in these traumatic situations, you adjust to it. It's not, doesn't mean that you want it, but you sort of adjust to your new reality. And for just a little bit there, you know, that was our collective new reality in the United States for a while, and certainly that day was just a new reality for me not knowing you know what was going on with my in-laws and things like that and i really got that wow when these things happen you just sort of adjust to it it just becomes a new reality and i look back across my life and realize you know there were traumatic things that happened to me for sure but then i adjusted to it and you can and Absolutely. if someone's suffering, it's, it's perfectly fine to look at that and, and think, I don't want to see them suffer. Is there something I can do to help? Of course, that's fine. But trying to take that on as you're going to hold humanity away from suffering, you know, that's a pretty tall order. And when the stream comes through and says, you know, that's not our job to do that, it's not their job to do it, nor is it our job, because we're here for our contrast. We're here for positive and negative. And the negative serves the great purpose of being the launchpad of our next new creation. Debbie, I am going to take another quick break. And when we get back, we're going to wrap up with that and, uh, and a few other topics tied to Taya and Debbie G. We'll be right back.
0: So, with Waves of Consciousness on Om Times Radio. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment, a philanthropic organization. Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times Co creating a more conscious lifestyle.
1: The Taya spiritual practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya boot camp graduates have to say about this life changing experience.
2: I see Taya overflowing in every aspect of my life. It's just truly magnificent. There were times that I was not self assured and didn't have the self confidence, but now I'm fearless. I really love myself, and I know how to live in joy and let go of all these things that held me back from living this beautiful life I've always dreamed of. And it's amazing how rapidly those things start showing up once you practice Taya. It changes everything about you, and it it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. Visit thestreamofdavid.com slash TYA to
1: learn more and book your free discovery meeting today. And we're back once again with Debbie G. So Debbie, let's wrap up uh, this show. we got a few more minutes left, and I really want to dive a little deeper into Love coaching. You kind of started out talking about that, but let's kind of circle back to that topic real quick.
2: Oh, okay. good. I love this. So love coaching. Why love coaching? Well, you see, I was in this thirteen-year relationship with uh, somebody I truly adored, and we had we had a great run together. And he, uh, he and I broke up, and this was just about five years ago. And, you know, something hit me about that point in time and my devastation and my, my absolute old coping skills that sent me into a spiral of pure HE double hockey sticks that uh, I said, oh my gosh, I need to be single and I need to figure out what I'm doing here because something's not working. Then I'm, I kind of want to address what you were talking about with the Twin Towers in my own life. What I experienced was that, you know, and ground zero. And that came in the form of of death. You know, um, the the father of my children, he passed away. That was a huge, big one. We were best friends. We couldn't cohabitate, but that's a whole different thing. Back to the love coaching. Why did I need this? Why did I need to go into these uh, studies? Um, Having relationships that did not work being that I, I was almost 50 years old at this point going uh, something just isn't right because I thought for sure the last relationship I had was forever so through this process of my own and going to ground zero in my life and seeing the gratitude and the grief that these people have we, all we have is the moment it was time for me to take a serious step, do some changes and learn how to communicate but it wasn't just that What I found out was I didn't know what my own needs were. I didn't know what my own value was. What is my value for integrity? How to set proper boundaries so that I'm not, you know, I know how to speak my truth, create safe containers so that we can do that together without beating each other up, or in my case, you know, being codependent and doormat, doing all the things that um, growing up, with alcoholism creates you know some some of those bad patterns so as i go deeper and deeper into this subject and this study of communication and relationship and connection i fell in love with it because it's everything that we do in life and it has enhanced every relationship that i have i learned to listen better i used to talk so much and i still talk a lot i mean hey, my mouth makes me money you know and not like any not bad but good <laughs>
1: God, <Debbie. laughs> I, I love that your mind still goes there too but okay I can't
2: help myself. This is before xana do what are look at i just said i've been single for how long i've got to do something here get it out into a <laughs> joke do something <laughs> but understanding our needs and our values and understanding those things about myself, the fact that self-burst is not selfish, how self-love, what does that look like, really? And why is it important? How, how to implement self-love? Compassionate communication and love coaching is really truly about finding you. Permission to be yourself. And for me, it was a process of discovery. Uh, what my needs are what my value really is Um, I just had to practice it this weekend because uh, I needed to do that with with, um, in connection and relationship in the house that I'm in Um, you know we had a situation come up and I was feeling some sort of way about something and I really needed to express some sort of way I was feeling about something and I was able to do it without making that person wrong bad or stupid to the best of my ability because that's a big deal to me not to be able to tell somebody hey i'm really not big in what you're doing right now but i don't want to make them bad wrong or stupid either i don't have to be right or wrong we learn this entire i don't that's not it but how do i express my uncomfortableness right now and still love them compassionately through it because it's going to be uncomfortable. All of these things that I've, this is why I became a love coach and this is why I stepped into it because marriages are are not working out all over the place because relationships are not working because moms like me who, um, are single moms, uh, don't communicate they're not communicating with their children well um or maybe their kids have had addiction issues which my sons have um it's all on live on facebook so uh i'm not exposing anything about my children that they would not appreciate well my son christopher because he was very open about it but all of this has taught me how to deal with even that which is humongous because that's a huge one our kids you know, as a parent, but it can be your boss. It could be your workspace it to be anywhere. And this is why I, I love what I do. And it helps other people. They, they take these tools and they start realizing that they were never bad, super wrong. And that there's nothing wrong with them. They don't need to be fixed. They're not broken. It's just simply a shift of perspective on how that they're doing things. And, I chose to do this as a profession because by golly, I've been through so much and I get hurting people. I get them really well. And I want to be able to show them that there's hope on the other side of it, that there's a light, that there is a choice that they can make, that they don't have to stay in misery. And so that's a no reason
1: Very to be miserable. Good. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we, we can all. There's always another day. We can always be happy. And I, I remember being in my 30s, thinking, you know, that that's that being overweight and addicted to doxycocin and in a bad relationship and, and working at a job that I hated was going to be what my life was going to be. I resigned yeah, right? to that in my 30s, and then I got mm-hmm. in my 40s and said, "To hell with that! I'm going to change everything." And I did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then here, mm-hmm. here I'm in my at 52. I just turned 52 this past week. Really, I have reinvented every aspect of my life with these tools, and I love helping other people do the same thing. And, and, you know, gratitude is a big part of it. Communication is a huge part of it. You touched on in the Taya practice, you know, not needing to be right, you know, releasing that need, being so comfortable with yourself. And so comfortable and, and, and enlightened about, and I hate to use the word enlightened because people really kind of throw that around in, in various ways. But, you know, enlightened about the, the ways of the universe
0: mm-hmm. and the ways
1: of the world. Because mm-hmm. the ways of the world really are the ways of the universe. We just don't see it at face value. There's sort of this, this cloak over it where we all see things, uh, you know, we're taught to see things very opposite to universal law. You know, that some people are lucky, some people aren't. Uh, You know, this isn't your fault. This is just something somebody did to you and there's nothing you can do about it. But all of that stuff is very depowering. And I'm about empowering people because we are powerful. We are. And I have to tell people this all the time. People think that my life is the way it is because I'm a channel. And that's not true at all. You know, my life is the way it is because of the, the tools that I've been given and actually developed from a human perspective with the help of other people. I didn't create all of this just by myself. I created this with other people, especially the Taya practice. And we continually recreate it and, and expand it and evolve it. And the beauty of it is not needing to be right, is seeing things from a higher perspective that's available to all of us, is absolutely enriching our relationships. But, you know, the most important thing, and I know you know this, the most important thing in relationships, especially romantic relationships, is that we love ourselves first.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That was such a game changer for me, Debbie. It really was. When I really got to a point where I really loved myself, that's when my last relationship self-destructed. And then my new relationship came in, you know, in less than a year's time because I did that shift in learning to really love myself. And if you believe in the law of attraction, and of course, a lot of what we teach is based on that. We call it law of attraction (laughs) 2.0. A little further along than just, you know, you dream about a bicycle and it shows up in front of your house. Uh, (laughs) That's not really how it works. But, you know, just getting to that vibration of self-love then places you in the vibration of attracting someone who feels the same about you and themselves. And then suddenly you're in this amazing relationship with somebody else who is confident and happy and strong and and self-assured and loves you and cherishes you and appreciates you. To me, that's the biggest secret of any relationship is loving yourself first and being okay not having one, being okay being alone.
2: Because I wasn't
1: looking for a relationship at all. I I said I was going to be single for many, many years, and, of course, that didn't work out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You crack me up. No, actually, that's what I love about you. You did say that. Here's, You know it's the funniest thing? Because when my ex and I split up, he totally was like, "Oh, I'm meant to be single," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm the relationship person. I am the one that stayed single." And he, like, he's on his second one, which is great. You know, life's too short. And I brought up people in my life dying that were like excessively close to me, I, like heartbreaking, because life's too short. Period. Loving yourself is so important it is the most vital thing that one could ever do fully and completely and wholly 100%. You know, David, we have a lot of the same, like I was 20 years ago, I was 300 pounds, but I've dealt with the medication, the, the pills, the, the whole thing. We, we all go to some sort of coping mechanism. And you know, one of the things that both of us are able to show people today is that It isn't about what it was that the quote-unquote addiction or quote-unquote the go-to was for anyone. That was a coping skill that served at that time, but one that wasn't obviously conducive to a life that you want. So part of the work that you get to do with Taya and with me and with all of this is is really looking deeply at the shame and the, the, the blame and all the stuff and where it began and how you could pull that up by the root and really start to see that you're really so worth it. You always have been. It never wasn't that you weren't. This was a belief. This was a false belief. Fear is one of the biggest things we bust through in Boot camp. False evidence appearing real. And that is the one thing that holds people back. But let's face it. Everything I've ever been afraid of, the minute I've taken a step and I'm on the other side of it, I'm still breathing. It hasn't taken me out because if it had taken me out I wouldn't be here. So obviously, I got through it. And it's the same with you, David. We've had some pretty torrential uh stuff that we've we've managed our way through. We're here to say there is a different way. It's really I mean all you got to do is make that decision that and even if we don't believe it like I when I started looking in the mirror going I love you, I was thinking no you didn't well, I was thinking bad things. It certainly would. Yeah, well, you know,
1: that's a process, right? Learning to love yourself and detuning your transgressors. None of that stuff happens in a day. It's no. a process. That's why we call it detuning. It takes time.
2: It takes a bit of time, but you know what? It's yeah. so worth it. Guess
1: what? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's wonderful work. And, you know, I've been doing it now for over 10 years, and I have yeah. yet to find a ceiling of high highs. And I say now that my new low is my old high, I don't dip down into negative like I used to, but I still do. You know, I go up and down the spiral and I find that I'm really aware when my vibration is dropping and I know how to sort of relax into that and not perpetuate more negativity by, you know, Mm -hmm. beating myself up and doing all that stuff. Before we get to the end of the hour, why don't you tell everybody how to get in touch with you and and where your uh, page is and all of that?
2: Sure. Anybody that wants to get in touch with me, um, you can simply email me at lovecoachdebbie at gmail.com. You can go to gratitudealchemy.com. Again, that's gratitudealchemy.com. And I am actually launching a course right now with Scott Catanas on relationships. It's called, the relation, it's called Relationship Essentials. So relationshipessentials.org. Um, and you can have a free... 15-minute uh, session with me to see if you're a good fit, if this is what you want to do as far as... Rela- this is very much relationship-based. You can be single just like I was uh, when I went through it. Um, Scott's won three Emmys, his Grammy Award, and he actually won real Emmys, believe it or not, for all of his work in uh, public television and PBS and touring with Marshall Rosenberg, and now he has, he's done this work, so it's really cool. Um, and you mixed that up with Taya, dude. And that's just like, that's some stuff yep. right there. It's all what? mixed
1: up. <laughs> it's all a combination. So uh, reach out to Debbie. And if you're interested in learning more about the Taya Camp program, you can visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash Taya, T-Y-A. Debbie, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. It's always fun. I can't wait to have you back and host the stream. I can't. Oh,
2: I cannot wait. That's
1: going to be true. <laughs> Very good. Thank you all for listening. Namaste. Oh,